to the People Doing Good podcast. I'm Mariah Volk. And I'm Jerry Robinson. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, People Doing Good is all about sharing the stories of people doing good just to make you uh, feel a little bit better about your day as you go through it because there's a lot of negative news out there. And we want to bring you something positive. Right, Jerry? That's right. What do we have positive today? What's happening? Well, Jerry... Uh, Little do you know, we're talking to you today because you are someone who does a lot of good, you know, as the president of Shoes for Kids um, and the many other things you do. I feel like every time I I call you or text you and check in with you during the week, you're always helping somebody. You're always out like, um, helping my friend. Are are your friends always moving? (laughs) Everyone's always moving. What's going on with (laughs) that? Yeah, there's a lot of people getting out of California. There's a lot of things going on. But you know what, though? Yeah, I, I, as I grew up as a young man, I learned uh, how important it is to be kind to people. I learned that from my mom, you know, what, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. And if you can help somebody out, then, then go ahead and do it. So, you know, that's, 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 the way I, that's the way I live. That's the way I roll. And if I can help somebody out, that's cool with me because I get a lot of help in return, too. You know, what goes around comes around. So, yeah. I'm either helping somebody or somebody's helping me or I'm helping my neighbor, you know, he's on top of a uh, 20 foot ladder and the other one to fall in case he falls off. He wants me to be able to call 911. Not, he doesn't, he doesn't want him. me to catch him. <laughs> no, he just said, I just want you to be there to call 911 and give me some help. So, wow. yes, I, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you want to, you always talk about your mom, Minnie Manola. Yep. She yep. sounds like she had some very good advice and I'm always grateful uh, for your mom because I think she helped make you the person that I get to hang out with and um, do some cool things with and, and we want to talk about I want to ask you some questions about the Raiders and football today but before we get into that let's just touch on shoes for kids and what we got to do uh, last week wasn't that an awesome day oh my goodness it was to be able to go out to beautiful Forestville yes. right on a rainy day and you know I had a new pair of shoes thanks to you and I didn't wear them <laughs> because a brother does not wear his new shoes in the rain with the possibility of some mud getting on his clean shoes that's why I didn't <laughs> okay. wear them <laughs> all right listeners the reason Jerry said that is because right before we started recording I'd been it'd been weighing on my mind because I got this you know but saw this beautiful pair like on clearance in Jerry's size when I was shopping and I got him this nice pair of Nikes I tried to get silver and black for the Raiders, but there was just gray and black. So, and I gave them to him and the next day we had the shoe delivery in Forceville and Jerry wasn't wearing his new shoes. And I thought, oh no, they don't fit him he, or he doesn't like him. And he's too nice to tell me I should ask him. And I didn't say anything that day, but I just asked him before we started recording. And in fact, I guess he liked them so much. He didn't want to wear them on a rainy day. But I didn't, hey, 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 people that are in the <laughs> shoes, they will not wear their shoes if the weather, they check the weather report before they step outside with a new pair of shoes. So that's, that's the story behind that. But you know what though, it was just uh, to be able to go to Forestville, to Laguna. Laguna uh-huh. High School, yeah. It was, uh, I, I loved it because it's a, is it a continuation school? Basically it's a what continuation it is? school. Yeah. So for whatever reason, the kids that go to the school aren't really fitting right into the box of traditional educational high school um, and really neat kids. Super grateful. We got 24 kids shoes and I'm actually going back tomorrow to replace, you know, a couple that didn't quite work and get uh, some more, some more out to those kids. Well, you know, see what I did, what I, what I really love about it is, you know, I knew where we were going and I understood and, 
just to see the kids' faces change. You can see their attitude or whatever was going on during that moment before they walked through those doors and saw those new shoots was just awesome. I mean, the kids, the young, these young kids got excited. They got happy. They had chance they got a new pair of shoes they got a pair of socks and they got a chance yeah. to be happy and just be in an atmosphere in that room that we were in Mariah there was a lot of positive energy in that room when these kids saw all these shoes and they were trying on the different pairs of shoes they were so sweet and also we want to give a, a thank you and a shout out to Soco News who came out and wrote a nice little story I'm not sure if, sure if you saw the story Jerry but Soco News um so, so the Sonoma West Times and News which has been around for a very long time um but what's the guy's name who ed the editor oh shoot it'll come to me but um, he sold it to Soco News. It's Healdsburg as well as West County. Has, they had their own papers, um, like a physical newspaper. Now, Soco News is all online. So there's a website and they're on social media. So if you want to read about what Jerry and I did, you can go to SoconNews.com. And there's a nice article about our work at Laguna High School. And yeah, was it was the girl's name Camille that did Camille, the interview? Who wrote the, it was Camille. It was really great. She was very thoughtful and inquisitive, and yes. she wrote a great a great piece. So <laughs> always nice. Um, yeah, but let's be let's be hundred percent open here now, honest here. You know, thank God she, she had a recorder. She had to turn on the recorder because she couldn't us. write as fast yeah. as we were talking, and. Thank God some of the things on a recorder probably never made. <laughs> I was just going to say that. She's got some material there. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It really was. But it was great to be part of that. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, I got to let everybody know it's arrived because of you. You know what? I, I, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to be, be, be your friend and be, you know, the president on the board of directors for Shoes for Kids because it's your hard work that, 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 creates the opportunities for me and for us to go out and, and pass out shoes and for me it's those moments that their lives change uh when they get these shoes that's what makes my day that's really what makes my day so you know i just want to thank you for all the hard work uh, that you do and uh you're just a badass oh well thank you well she's coming from you um <laughs> Um, so let's talk a little bit about football. Um, I get, What's that? I'm lucky enough to be able to talk to someone with a real background and a little extra knowledge about <laughs> sport. Um, so I thought about you on Sunday when the, oh, well, Charlene, are you here? Producer Shar had a question. Well, we were just uh, off the air. We we're, you know, we're talking about, you know, Jerry's career and all the things and how his involvement with the Raiders. And we know as we see every week, you know, how loyal he is to his uh, his uh, black and silver. And but then, of course, he's very loyal to the team that they were the ones that drafted you. Right. Or the Eagles. The ones yes. That drafted you. And so. Uh, yes, when I was watching, uh, when I was, uh, when it was, uh, you know, Sunday football and I saw that the Eagles were against the Raiders, I thought to myself, I go, where does, what happens to, what happens to Jerry's heart every time he has to go through this when his teams are battling each other? <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlene, I'm going to tell you what, what happens with that. Uh, you know, I knew because I saw the schedule when the Eagles would be playing the Las Vegas Raiders. And 
the week of the game, it started text messages, emails started coming in with that same question. It was like, where is your heart? <laughs> Who do you want to see? Who do you want to win this game? And I was fortunate enough to be uh, at the game. My daughter Jacqueline, it was her birthday. Her birthday is actually tomorrow. Well, actually, it was yesterday. I'm sorry. <laughs> Concussions. Anyway, so I flew her out and, and my son-in-law, uh, Alex. And uh, so it was Alex and my daughter, Jackie. My other son-in-law, Jordan, was there playing in the World Series of Poker. Um, Chris and Jason, Ellen's two sons, and Ellen went. And we all went to the Eagles game. And my <laughs> the day before the game, actually day of the game, you know, someone sent me a picture. There was a picture. It was one picture, but it was me in the number 56 Eagles jersey and a number 57 Raiders jersey. And they said, which one are you going to choose? So, you know what? I, 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 I and, 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 and by the way, uh, prior to the Sunday's game, Fred Belitnikoff, the Hall of Famer, uh, the Fred Belitnikoff Foundation had a crab feed uh, for the uh, foundation, which was Tracy's House of Hope. You know, Fred lost his daughter. She was murdered several years ago when she was going through rehab. So they have 21 years in a row, they've been having this, this crab feed and the money goes to help that. And uh, so I was there on Friday and there were several, several, Oakland Raider ball players that played against me in Super Bowl 15 when I was with the Eagles. So they gave me a hard time all night long, about three or four hours. So it was, it was, it was quite interesting. So we did a lot of red carpet stuff for Fred and uh, that question popped up quite a bit. And I, you know, honestly, it's that growing up in Santa Rosa being uh, uh, what the Raiders training camp was, you know, at eight years old, I had a chance to go over there. So I've always been a Raiders fan. That's my, that's my favorite team. Mm -hmm. And the Philadelphia Eagles made it possible in 1979 when they drafted me in the first round for my dream to come true. So my two favorite teams are the Raiders and the Eagles. That's my answer. <laughs> it's so, so so political of you, Jerry, but I get it. I right. mean, you can't lose. I mean, you really can't lose. It's just like either yeah. wins, I'm sure you're okay with it, unless it's like the Super Bowl or something. I mean, like, or maybe if if it was the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it, it could happen all over again. But now I will say this, you know, as we're sitting there in the stands, you know, I'm watching the Eagles and the Eagles started off. I mean, they scored first and they picked off a pass. And, and the Philadelphia Eagles fans, they travel well. There were so many fly Eagle fly jerseys all over the place. And a couple of people recognized me this and that. And I'm in there now. We're at Allegiant Stadium. And the Raiders fans weren't all that excited about it, you know, at the beginning. And as the Raiders went on to start dominating the game, you know, I felt real bad for Jason and Chris because – Jason and Chris are diehard Philadelphia Eagle fans. I mean, they wore their jerseys, you know. Matter of fact, Jason wore number 56 Jerry Robinson jersey, and Chris had another Philadelphia Eagle jersey on. So, you know, I, I felt I felt bad for them. I did, but you know what? Uh, it was it was Raiders all the way that day. And my daughter wore, uh, you know, she was representing um, her dad <laughs> really well. So it was good. Yeah, I mean, if if, if I were to guess, if I were to guess with you. I would have thought that it would be a Raiders thing because it's like the team that you grew up with, right? It's like the team that you grew yeah. up with. It's also like it's it's and and you played for them. It's like it's not one. It's not just oh the team I grew up with and then the team I played for. Mm -hmm. 
but this one is like you got to play for the team you grew up with yeah. and so of yeah. course i would be like oh it's he's totally gonna be a raiders guy but then then you put in the fact that the Eagles drafted you. So that you're like, oh, well, these are the guys that took a chance on me. So th- then there's mm-hmm. that. Then you take all that other loyalty and that goes out the window. And then you're just sitting there with the you're just sitting there with the pot of even equal with the even scale. Well, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. But, you know, once the cameras start rolling and the questions start popping up, you know, with the news media, they're trying to dig deeper. And, you know, what? in the best way, you describe it extremely well, you know, but, you know, once you grow up as a kid and that's your team and then you have an opportunity to put on that jersey, you know, you know, you know, uh, once a Raider, always a Raider. Yes, that's true, because my heart, you know, is with the Raiders, but I'm always pulling for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jerry, you went to UCLA. So while you're at UCLA, this is the the, the pro team that's right there, you know, around the yeah. corner. Yeah. So- yeah. Well, you know what? Well, when I was at UCLA, though, you know, the, the Raiders were still in Oakland. So, but when oh, I came back, when I, when, okay. when I went, but okay. that's okay. But when I came back, when I got traded to the Raiders in 85, they were in LA. So, but it, you know what? It doesn't matter. The Raiders can go to Jabib. They can go to the moon. They can go to wherever they want to go. I'll always, be, I will always be a Raider fan. And you know, but 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 basically, what I was I told everybody that, that really asked me and wanted a really sincere answer, and I try to be as sincere as I possibly can all the time. I said, I'm just hoping for a good game when it started. I just hoping that they, you know, one team doesn't get blown out. You know what? I want to see them battle this that. So. You know, it kind of turned in. Uh, the Raiders won. I'm happy. Uh, I'm excited about it. And uh, so, you know, God bless the Eagles. You know, they'll always be part of my life because they're in my heart. And and so moving to the Raiders, I've got some hot yeah. questions for you today. Um, so first, first in the AFC and, you know, this <laughs> is a, this is a big deal. And they're in the news because of what happened with Gruden. There's a lot going on with the Raiders right now. I want to hear your, your opinions on these things. What do you think is, why are they first right now? What do they've got going for? Well, them, what, them what, 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 that's a good question. What they have going for them. We're going to just go back when this whole atomic bomb, nuclear bomb was dropped on the Raider organization when, uh, with the Gruden emails being uh, publicized. That was a big explosion that took place. And my main concern was how would the players in that locker room handle it? And three days, four days prior to their first game against the Denver Broncos, I heard Derek Carr in a press uh, conference. And what he said was what I was hoping that would it would have been said it's like this the conversation had to go inside that locker room you guys what has happened has happened okay that's a chapter in the book that's now closed you need to take that book and put it up on the shelf it's us against the world everybody's against us everybody's against the raiders okay people are waiting to see if we unravel like a wetsuit in the rain Okay, they want us to fall on our faces. But guess what we have to do? We got to pull together in this locker room. It's us that are representing the Raiders. And that's the way it is. That's what needed to be said. And that's what they said. That's what Carr did. And some other leaders popped up in the locker room. I'm so excited about to know that the locker room, 
Mariah, as you know, that's it. That's 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 a safe haven. That what happens in that locker room stays in that locker room, and sure. that's where the difference is made. That's where the difference is made. And Derek Carr and the other leaders of the Las Vegas Raiders, they got together and they talked about it. They went out first game without John Gruden with Coach Biascia, and they proved everybody wrong. There were a lot of upset people because they thought the Raiders were going to fall apart, but they didn't. And then they came back, and then they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care what the Eagles' record is. You know, records don't mean anything when you have an explosion that took place. Yeah. You know, with the Las, with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I was extremely happy. Now, speaking of Coach Biascia, I had a chance to meet him at the Fred Belitnikoff uh, crab feed on that Friday night. And a lot of people are like, well, wait a minute, this man is only the special team coach. He has no offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator experience. But I know for a fact that that special team coach, he deals with everybody. Everybody on that football team is going to play on one particular or two or three particular uh, special teams. And they have his respect automatically. They really do. And it just so happens that the players – for the Raiders have a great deal of respect for their interim coach, okay, which makes all the difference in the world. And speaking to him, he understands that, and he understands what the team has been through, and he knows his work in progress. But you know what? As long as we stay together, this mm-hmm. is what he was saying, as long as we stay together and do what we know how to do, and don't let anybody from the outside trying to come inside and infiltrate this locker room and start any mess will be okay. That's right now. That's that's what's going on with 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 my Raiders, and uh, they have a bye week, so therefore they, they can get their injuries back together. But I was really impressed with the way the locker room uh, <laughs> it came together instead of you know just pointing fingers at each other or whatever or commenting on what Coach Gruden said and da 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 all this kind of stuff. They really focused on the fact that it's us against the world. It's us. Here we are. And we have to go out here and prove to these people we are not just falling apart, but we got a mission and we're going to move forward with it. Well, I think that, that, you know, what you're saying is true, that that kind of adversity, it can either break you or make you stronger. And it seems like in this case, you're right. It's making the Raiders stronger. And so who's next? Who's up next on the. Who's, who we uh, they played the I believe it's the New York Giants. They're having a way game. They're having a way. They go to they go to New York, and I will be going back there uh, doing another game. Uh, but let me back up. Yeah. When I say doing another game, you know, as a Raider alumni, they bring in fourteen to twenty alumni each home game, so we can uh, visit sweet visitations where we get to thank the people for That's being right. sweet holders and this kind of stuff, and you take pictures and that kind of stuff, sign autographs, and then there's another section where a part of the program where you just take pictures. And then sign autographs. Uh, I mean, I call it work, but it's really not work. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But last week, uh, for the viewers game was the first time I went as a spectator. I mean, instead of sitting in the in the alumni suite, I was out there, you know, in row six, row sixteen, just one row below the Al Davis torch, and I got a chance to look at the game differently. And it was just interesting to me because. Alumni, when we come there to uh, on, on, on home games, you know, they fly us in. They have a driver pick us up at the airport. We go to the M Resort. We have a driver take us to the game. 
well, not to the game. We get on the bus, we get a police escort down underneath the stadium, and you don't even have to show, you know, you can show your clear this and clear that, but it's a special thing. I say it's special because when you go as a spectator, Lord have mercy, you got to get an Uber or a Lyft. You got to wait in the line. You got to show this. You got to show that. You got to prove that you're a father. You got to show your social security number. You got to birthmarks, whatever. It's just, it seems like there's a lot of things you have to go through to get to. So that was a great experience. But I will be going back uh, to salute to service month uh, because, my, you know, my my heart for military veterans is as is, is, is big as it can be. And I have so much respect for people that have served and are serving now in our, in our military forces. So I'll be back out to Las Vegas in, uh, I think it's, it is November 21st, uh, the game when they have this salute to service. So I'll be going back out there. And I'm kind of, you know, I'll tell you too, I'm really looking forward to being spoiled again. You know what? I ain't got to worry about booking tickets. I ain't got to worry about hotel. I ain't got to worry about transportation. Get a police escort and all that. Yeah, well, you know what? I was joking with the guys. Uh, the first Monday night game we went to, and we shoot, we were leaving the M Resort, and we had two Harley Davidson police motorcycles in front. We had two in the back, and we had our police escort. And I totally got said, "Wow, man! Last time I had a police escort, they didn't they didn't stop here at Legion Stadium." <laughs> but I was just kidding. <laughs> Very funny. Hey, <clears throat> by the way, speaking of police escorts. Um, back you had you were you got a little wild and crazy back in the day you you're sober now and when when you go to these events and and a lot of people are drinking um are you are there other sober guys or is it how is that for you some guys just have never touched alcohol before you know and they're and they're sober but for me i'm like you know there's there's nothing more exciting than for me to be around my my teammates, the guys that played with me and people are having fun and they're partying and they're drinking and somebody that don't know me, you know, they'll offer to buy me a drink. And one of my teammates will turn to him and say, no, he doesn't drink. That's a great feeling. I love to hear that. So it's exciting. You know what? I, I see people have fun now and I, I swear I look at them like this. I know how you're going to feel in the morning <laughs> and hopefully you don't wake up underneath a car somewhere or on the bathroom floor or in the wrong car or whatever it is, you know what? So yeah. guys are having fun. Yeah, they're having fun. And I, you know what? It's I'm glad you brought that up because one of the biggest years for me uh, about when I wanted to stop drinking and I wanted to get sober was is that, and I think it might be a fear of a lot of people too, is that I did not think I could have any more fun mm-hmm. if I wasn't drinking. Okay, and boy, I found out that's that's not true because I've been having a, a, a ball, a lot of fun, and a lot of laughs, you know, for twenty four years. And uh, but no, it's pretty cool though. And I, and you know, here's the other thing. Honestly, I love being the designated driver because I know I'm saving somebody's life. Not only yeah. the maybe the person in the car with me, maybe somebody in another car that that person could be in and could accidentally kill them. So. I'm loving it. I'm digging it, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of alcohol consumed at sporting events, especially uh-huh. at Legion Stadium. Yeah, yeah before like a, the game, a twelve dollar beer, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twelve dollar like eight ounce Budweiser. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so on the on the Gruden situation and the emails, just uh-huh. curious, do you believe he was treated fairly? Well, you, 
there's a lot of things that's going into that whole thing. You know, I look at it this way. It all started with the Washington football team, okay, because of the sexual harassment and the way that the women weren't being treated in that Washington football organization. It started with that. And they got penalized $10 million. And Daniel Snyder, the owner, is not running it now. His sister's in charge of it. And, you know, that was a while back. And then they decided to, the NFL started investigating it. And some other organizations or whatever started investigating it. And they picked up 650,000 emails. And the only one that we're talking about now is John Gruden's emails. Right. I mean, and I'm like this. If you're gonna if you're gonna lay John Gruden's emails out there, lay everybody's emails out there that was involved in that conversation that are still might be working in the National Football League. Right. You know what I mean? So you know what Coach Gruden did. You know, you know, hey, he shouldn't have never pressed send. <laughs> he shouldn't have never he shouldn't have never sent that. Uh, you know what? My relationship with, with John Gruden's always been a good one. It's always been a good one and will continue to be a good one. You know, he's paying for for a mistake. And um, like I said, I don't think it's over yet. I know Mark is, I saw it on TV today where he wants he wants the other emails that were involved in this whole thing to become, I'm not going to say public, but it needs to be released because if you have these, why have you only decided to take one person who happened to be the coach of the Raiders and put his out there, you know, does this, you know, and, and what has been said has been said, you know what I mean? I, I, I felt for, um, for the guys in the locker room um, because they had, it hit them really, really, really hard because that was their coach, you know, and I'm sure they had a, a roller coaster of emotions going up and down. But the good part of it is like we said earlier, they were able to take that and separate what went down there with, with the, at the job to deal with the job that they uh, had to deal with. So, um, so did I just dance around your question? No, no, you didn't dance around at all. I think, I think you answered it. Well, I think, you know, that makes sense that why, why just his, why not everyone else's too. Yeah. Um, but the fact is that right now the Raiders are moving along nicely. So what do you think about the game, the next game against the giants? Do you think that there, are you worried about that at all? Well, you know what it is when you travel across country, mm-hmm. the teams that have to travel into a, a, a three-hour difference time zone, you know, it's difficult. It really is. But the good thing of it is they, like I said, this is their bye week. So they're going to be able to get their injuries and everything together. And I'm looking forward to the game because it's going to tell me more about the mindset of the individuals, the players on the team. Uh, you know what? I, I <laughs> It, to me, it's going to be one of those games where, okay, we're going to find out, uh, although the New York Giants, the record's not as good as, as uh, Las Vegas Raiders, but we're going to find out what type of mentality you have. It's like this. We're flying across the country, okay? We're 5-2. and two. No one expected us to be 5-2. and two. Let's go out here and play like we're a 5-2 and two football team. Yeah. And let's play like, don't play like we're still asleep or sitting on the tarmac at, you know, at Kennedy Airport. You know, let's go out here. So I'm hoping they come out and do what they need to do and come out of there with a victory because they're on a roll right now. As long as they remember that everybody's still waiting for them to fall apart. As long as they have that attitude, it's us against the world. 
and you know what they don't think of this they don't think that da, 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 they'll be okay jerry robinson listening to you talk right now you, you sure sound a lot like a guy who'd be a great coach you ever consider that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I want to get out there and you know tackle someone. Remember, I, well, you could do it. You could definitely do it. But here's the deal. I uh, I had an opportunity as I look back. Matter of fact, last week I was, I was telling Ellen, I said, wow. Uh, and I also told my daughter, Jackie, I said, I, and Jill too, I actually had an opportunity to become a coach when I played with the Raiders. My head coach was Art Shell, and he called me to his office and he said, Mr. Robinson, you ever think about being a coach? And I looked at Art and I said, yes, but no. And he's like <laughs> looking at me like, no. I said, yeah. I said, because Art, I know, first of all, is I know what was expected for me. You know what I mean? If I see somebody with talent and they don't take advantage of their talent and I have high expectations of somebody, I don't know how I would react to that. I don't know, number one. And I said, Number two is, you know, sometimes as ball players, we think we're away from our families for, you know, quite a while sometimes. But as football coaches, you're always away. They're always away. So I had, I said, you know what? No, I have no interest in it. And that was my opportunity to get into coaching. And, and I realized that. And I told, I shared that with Art Schill when I saw him at the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction for uh, Coach Flores. And, but at the time, it was like, you know what? I had 13, like 13 years in the league and I just kind of wanted to get out. And, uh, the coaching part, though, you know, I did try coaching. Uh, I coached at high school, Sarah High School in Gardena, and I coached at East L.A. Junior College. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, strange thing, we met the game. The game was over against the Philadelphia Eagles, and Ellen and I and my daughter and everybody, we headed down to the Raider Image store below. So Ellen's inside, and I'm waiting for my niece, Debbie, to show up because she was there, too. She's a Raider fan, too. So I'm standing out in front of the uh, Red Image store, and I hear somebody say, Coach Robinson, which blew me away. And I looked at him, he said, oh, Coach Robinson, you were my coach at East LA Junior College. This and that. I'm like, oh, my God. Just to be <laughs> called coach made me feel really good. And I Aww. got to meet his kids, and, and, and he was telling his kids how great I was and all this kind of stuff. But I had an experience there. I had a chance to do that, and then I had a chance in, um, in high school. But what turned me away from coaching really all together because I was trying to slowly get back into it. I realized it's a mistake that I made by not taking art up, art chill up on that. <laughs> was I'm coaching in high school, and unfortunately, one of these drunk parents, a drunk parent, found it, made his way down the stairs, down the steps, steps. He jumped onto the track and he was cursing left and right. And I saw him. Okay, I know his son because I was coaching his son and this kind of stuff. And I tried to head him off before he made a real big mistake. So he got there and he started cursing at me and he's mad at me and he's screaming, yelling, and he's dropping all kind of F-bombs, N-bombs, M-F-bombs, all kind of bombs you can drop. And I told him, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, look down that bench right now. I said, do you see the disappointment and the embarrassing looks on your son's face because you're acting the way you're acting because you've had too much Jack Daniels to drink. Yeah. So he threatened me and I said, wait a minute, man, hold on, man. This is the game is going on. I said, hold on, man. I said, you know what? I said, I've been retired for quite a while. 
right now I feel I got one more real good tackle in. <laughs> and I said, if you call me that name again, you'll get a chance to experience it. But then I stopped. I didn't go any further because it hit me. If I were to react that way, what example would I be setting for these kids and everybody up there in the stands? Right. So I just let it slide, right? I turned away and I walked away. And the next day I told the head coach about it. And I said, this is my last year coaching because I don't want to deal with these parents coming out of the stands because, you know, they think they can say anything to me, but they really don't know me. You know, don't push me to that point. And besides, it just, it was embarrassing for that kid. And so that was my last, <coughs> excuse me, job of coaching. But I love watching high school kids. I like to go out to Newman uh, or watch Santa Rosa play or Montgomery play, whatever. I love, I love the kids. I love being able to talk to the kids. I've had a lot of opportunities, even at the JC level, you know, and some other levels to coach, but I said, you know what? I, I always told the head coach, I said, you know what? I think I would be more beneficial as someone just being able to come out here and talk to the kids about different things in life instead of being a coach. Yeah, you know, well, the, you don't have to have the title. I mean, the coach, that's one thing, but to be a person that coaches people and motivates people, sure. you know, that's that's who you are, a coach in that sense, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. I thought that'd be better off being a motivator in, I like that word, that motivator. Yeah, because uh, like I said, it never fails. It never fails at all levels. But let's just talk about high school, especially high school. No matter what sport it is, there's going to be some parent that's not going to be happy with your child not playing as much or whatever it may be, whatever situation it may be. And I just ain't got time to deal with it. I just, you know what, I don't need that on my plate. And, but anyway, I'm always here to uh, try to encourage as many kids as I possibly can. And every now and then I might have to calm down a parent or two. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm here for. No, I hear you because I've coached a lot of youth sports. You know, yeah. I'm working with CYO as, you know, supervising the gym, watching some of these, the behavior of some of the parents is just unreal. And it makes me sad because really, I see the bigger picture like you do. Like look, this kid is experiencing this right now and, and may always remember it. But for the most part, most of the parents are great and supportive. Oh, yes. And, you know, I think that, you know, we, we need to focus on the positive, right? Because we are the people doing good podcasts. And I'd like to thank you, Jerry Robinson, for your time today and for your insight. And one more quick question. Is there a one- nope. No, 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 I'm not. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there one player in particular on the Raiders that you got your eye on, like a favorite or someone who you think is just coming up? That is a very, very, very good question. Someone you really enjoy watching. Yes. Very Robinson Award today. The Raiders have a linebacker named Perry, number 52. And uh, I was on a Raider uh, Zoom uh, meeting a couple weeks ago. And this young linebacker, this young man, he's number one, he's one of the coolest brothers I've ever spoken to in my whole life. We would love, he would love, he'd be great on this show. And I know. I, I, I'm going to try to get a hold of him for that. And it's just when I was talking about how if I had to listen to people 
if I bought into people telling me you're too short, you're not big enough, you're uh, to play inside linebacker, you've never played this position before. He's an inside linebacker. And I told him I'd never be able to, to tell the stories of success that I have if I'd fallen and believed in those people. I didn't realize that he was dealing with the same thing because he's shorter than than inside linebackers. And he had a chip on his shoulder. He had something to prove. And he does a great job of playing the brothers all over the field. I enjoy watching the Raiders whole defense, obviously. What's his name? 52? What's his name again? Yeah, Perryman. Perryman, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, Perryman yeah, but, on the podcast. Yes, that's yeah. right. So, you know what, but overall, though, Mariah, you know what? I mean, I watch him because you can't miss him. He's all over the screen on defense. He's coming to the ball. And he's trying to knock your head off. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I think he's got over – he might have already paid over hundred some thousand dollars in in fines because you know they say some illegal hits. You know some of them are questionable, but you can't miss him because he's that flash. He's that one that you're watching TV. You're gonna see this one fifty two. There he goes. He's rolling. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll watch him next next game. My eyes will be on fifty two. Um, if you're listening today, um, follow us on social media at One Good Podcast. That's the number one good podcast. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow Jerry Robinson. What's your uh, what's your social media, Jerry? Uh, Jerry Robinson five six five seven. Okay, follow Jerry on Instagram. He's got some cool pictures and going to be doing some some Twitter coming up. Um, do we have anything today? As Mike from Fresno has completely been attacked <laughs> me this entire time we've been talking. Um, he's je- he's jealous of you, Jerry. He hears your voice. <laughs> no, you know what it is. No, I've been around Mike several times. I think it yeah. is. You know what? He's very protective of you. No, he yes. really is. He loves you to death. I know. And any any man, any male that comes around, you know, he, he yeah, his guard goes up. You know, and I love him for that because you know what? You saved his life. You rescued him, and he's very appreciative of that. And he shows that to you. Well, I appreciate that you see it that way, being as the amount of times he's tried to bite your ankles <laughs> more than I can count on my hands. Yeah. Jerry carrying like a like five shoe boxes and Mike just nipping at his ankles the whole way. Anyway, um, any words of wisdom from Mr. Robinson's neighborhood today? Yes, today's words from Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Before you do me wrong. Make sure you never need me again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the People Doing Good Podcast. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, 